Hi, my name is Matt, and I get the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at Hamilton Hills Church. And uh, I'm so grateful that you're listening to this message today. Here's our prayer from our church and from our staff, that as you listen, your heart would be encouraged. But on top of your heart being encouraged, we'd also love for you to take a next step in your faith, no matter where you are in your faith. Also, as you listen and prayerfully are encouraged, we'd love for you to consider making generosity an act of worship today. Whether that's giving to your local church or giving to another organization, we'd love for you to consider giving to Hamilton Hills and making that an act of worship today. You can do that by going to hamiltonhills.org and going to the Give tab. So I want you to take a moment and pray through, God, what would you have me do today in this message to draw closer to you? What is your next step going to be? I hope you're encouraged as you listen today. Hey, Merry Christmas from Hamilton Hills Church. Uh, if you are like me, you are enjoying this Christmas morning with some traditions and spending time with family. Uh, I do want to recognize that for many of you, uh, Christmas Day may be a time that actually brings back bad memories or uh, may be a really tough season. You may have gone through loss or uh, a broken relationship. But I want to encourage you this morning, and I hope that this message on Christmas Day will speak not just to your mind, but speak to your heart. Um, have you ever uh, gotten a gift that you thought was good, and then on Christmas Day, there was a gift that your parents may have brought out to you that was bigger that you weren't expecting? Uh, this was a tradition that we had in our house over and over and over again. And uh, we actually got so used to it that we would expect that after all the gifts had come out that there was going to be a bigger gift. Uh, and in true a Christmas story type fashion, one day um, after all the gifts had been given, my dad brought out a Red Rider BB gun. And if you're wanting to know, yes, I almost put out my eye. Uh, but I, 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 we always like getting the big, big gift. And if you think of cr the Christmas story and Jesus coming to earth and how he was the gift on Christmas morning, uh, maybe even this morning you read Luke chapter two, like my family, as a tradition, and you think of how Jesus came. Mary, Joseph, riding in on a donkey to Bethlehem, Mary is nine months pregnant. Uh, I always picture, of course, the night being a starry night. And they pull up to the inn. Mary goes into labor. Joseph goes running into the inn. He asks the innkeeper, is there any room? Can we get a room tonight? And he says, there's no room in the inn, but we do have some room in the stable. And of course, you can picture the nativity scene. Jesus is born in a manger, lowly and gentle. And what was he going to be? He was going to be the savior of the world. All of our sin, all of our mess, all the mess ups that we have done either to us or to other people, were all going to be eradicated through our savior, Jesus Christ. And so what a gift Jesus was. He Then if I could fast forward the story, he lives 33 years. And then Jesus brings, if we will, the biggest Christmas gift into the picture. Everyone thought they had gotten a great gift and then 
Jesus mentions to his disciples, those that are following him, over and over that he was going to give them something greater, a bigger gift than even him himself. You may be thinking to yourself, what is a bigger or greater gift than Jesus? Well, Jesus actually mentions what the biggest and the greatest gift there ever was. If you have your Bible with you, turn to John chapter 14. The words will be on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you, but it says this in verse number 16. He's explaining this to his disciples and he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Now hold on to that word advocate. We're going to come back to it in just a moment. Uh, And then he goes on to explain what this advocate will never do. He says, this advocate who will never leave you. Now, who is the advocate? You ask, well, the advocate is this in verse 17. He says, he is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later in you. So here is the Christmas story, actually 33 years later, coming to a culmination. Salvation has been brought, but Jesus says, I can't be with you disciples. I can't be with you followers in person and in the flesh, but I'm going to leave you something greater. I'm going to leave you my Holy Spirit. You may have even heard this before in like a a Hallmark movie or your favorite Christmas movie. What's the best gift you can receive on Christmas isn't a Christmas present, but Christmas spirit or spreading Christmas spirit. Because spirit is something that is not in the flesh. It isn't finite. It is actually infinite. It goes on forever. Jesus was telling his disciples, I can't be with you, but instead I'm going to leave you an advocate, my spirit, who I am And what indwells in me in flesh is now going to be in you as a follower of me. He then goes on in verse number 26 and he says, But when the Father sends the advocate, is my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Now, I just turned 40 recently and here's the thing. It's getting harder and harder for me to remember things. And so Jesus says, I know I've given you a lot to remember, but I don't want you to worry. I'm going to send you my spirit who will remind you of everything I've told you. So you'll know the things you need to know in the moment that I need you to know them, he's saying. In other words, you're not going to have to really work at being a good Christian. You just need to submit to my spirit. And I'm going to leave you this gift. He mentions it as a gift here in verse number 27 by saying, I am leaving you with a gift. And get these words. This is to me the most encouraging part of the passage. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. I love the order there. Peace of mind. Not only will your mind find peace, but also your heart will. Your mind and soul. Your body and soul will find peace. You ever known something in your head, but it really hasn't transferred to you knowing it and believing it in your heart? Jesus says, not only 
Am I gonna leave you my spirit? But he's gonna remind you of these things that you need to know. He's gonna comfort you. And as he comforts you, as he is your advocate, he is going to do this through your mind and through your spirit. You'll have a peace. You will know, not just in your head, but you will know in your very being. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I don't know what you're going through this Christmas season, but no doubt for most of us, if not all of us, even through the Christmas cheer and the festivities of the day, if you're human, there's a part of you that is troubled about something. You have anxiety about the future. You're wondering, am I making the right decisions as a parent? Am I raising my kids the right way? Am I Did I make the right choice in my job? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Have you ever laid awake at night and just regretted what you said that day? Jesus says, I'm going to leave you the spirit, my spirit that will control you and give you peace of heart, peace of mind. So don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. What a gift. Whenever I think of the Christmas story, I usually think of the gift of Jesus and what an incredible gift he was. But Jesus wanted to remind his disciples that Jesus in person was only alive for 33 and a third years. And what a gift he was to humankind, bringing us salvation, dying on the cross. But when he left, he said, I am going to give you something even greater So if you can picture for a moment, God the Father, he has just given the gift of Jesus and he brings out a larger Christmas gift. Our eyes should be lit up. We should feel so loved in this moment because not only did God give us Jesus, but he also gave us his spirit. So here we are just a couple days from the new year. Many of you will be making New Year's resolutions like me. We're going to try our best and try our hardest, set some new goals and try to obtain those goals. Maybe it's a professional goal or a financial goal or any type of goal. I want you to hear this from me this morning. Before you set your goals, before you get troubled or start to feel any anxiety about the future, I want you to take a moment. In fact, it should prompt us that if we are relying on ourselves and on our own flesh, that we're not relying on the Spirit. We're not living into the greatest gift ever given to us. One final thought. As you continue your Christmas day, many translations translate that word advocate to this word comforter. And here's why. If we have an advocate, if we have someone that's speaking for us, that is doing the work for us, that's on our side, and he is the spirit of God, then it should do this for us. It should give us comfort. Comfort that there won't be any problems or there won't be any mess. No, but through the mess, through the problems, through the hardships in life, God gives us a peace that passes all understanding. So be comforted this Christmas morning 
If you are a follower of Christ, you have the greatest gift ever given to mankind. Merry Christmas, and I hope to see you soon.